are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. And you see, it's very necessary that we as a spirit being have a body, a physical body on this earth because spirit beings can do very little on this planet unless they have a physical body. So Jesus, born on this planet, was born of a woman, the physical birth. God had prepared Jesus a body. He had to have the body for the sacrifice. That was the sacrifice that he had sent him here to redeem mankind. Now, Jesus' physical body was a flesh, blood, and bone body like unto our body because it says he took not on him the nature of angels. He came here as a mortal man, as a mortal being. Now, when Jesus came and lived his life out on this earth and gave his life to redeem mankind, he became the eternal sacrifice the only one that would ever be accepted before God the Father, the last sacrifice that would ever be received in heaven as far as God was concerned because it did nullify sin. It did take away sin, and we'll get a little further into that further on in the teaching here. Well, now let's come back here to verse 4. We're in the 8th chapter of Hebrews. For if he were on earth, speaking of Jesus, if he were on earth should not be a priest seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. Now, the priests came from the tribe of Levi, and Jesus was of the tribe of Judah, of which Moses spake nothing about priesthood. So if Jesus had been on the planet Earth at the time here, after he died and became our high priest, then the law wouldn't allowed him to be priest on Earth because it had to come from the tribe of Levi under the old law. But thank God there's a better thing that's happened. Jesus is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek and that he has offered the eternal sacrifice. Verse 5 says, "...who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed thee in the mountain." But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of the better covenant, or of the new covenant, which was established on better promises. Now see, the old covenant, the old law, was just simply to bring us to the knowledge of Christ. In fact, I think it would be good if we would go there to Galatians, the third chapter where the Apostle Paul begins to open up some of these things. And I know it's a very familiar passage of Scripture, but it's good that we look into it. Let's read a few verses here in the third chapter of Galatians. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus has been evidently set forth and crucified among you? This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the spirit of the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, that you now made perfect in the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? Now, Paul's talking about that the Galatians here had tried to get back under the law. 
after receiving the knowledge of the redemption that was in Christ Jesus. In fact, if you back up here into the second chapter, and let's start verse 18, and it'll give you a little insight into what he's saying here. For if I build again the things I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now, let me stop and say something about that, because quite often you hear people talk about, well, we're crucified with Christ. They're always trying to live the crucified life, always trying to crucify something. Well, crucifixion was a one-time act. Crucifixion is not a way of life. Thank God resurrection is the way of life. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. It's done. It's the thing that's done. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me gave himself for me. He said, I do it by the faith of the Son of God. See, it is by faith now, not by the law. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness came by the law, then Christ died in vain. So he said, don't get confused about this. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ died in vain. Well, righteousness didn't come by the law. Then he said, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? In other words, they'd been deceived. Now, something interesting here as we come on down to verse 10. He says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Now, that's strong language. As many as are of the works of the law. In other words, if they're trying to go by the works of the old law, then you're working under that curse. And the curses are going to come. Now, quite frankly, that's the reason that so many people and religious people today, even though they're highly religious, the curses come upon them like a flood because they're still trying to merit favor with God by their good works. Now, certainly, we ought to do good works. See, there's no doubt about that. Once we're born again, once we've received Jesus as our Lord, we ought to do good works. But we don't merit favor, and we don't get righteous because of the good works we do. We do the good works because we are righteous. Because, you see, we're born that way. When we're born again, we are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And it is not doing the good works that make us righteous. Now, see, we will, we should do the good works, and we'll receive reward for the good works that we do. We'll receive reward when we get to heaven for that. But it's not a means of saving you here on this planet, you see. I mean, your faith in Jesus Christ and the gift of grace that comes by Christ is what brings us salvation here. It's not our good works. That's why Paul says, where is boasting then? He said, well, it's excluded. By what law? Of works? No. He said it's excluded by the law of faith because that's the only way you can receive this righteousness is through faith. So here in Galatians, Paul is referring to this, that they're under the curse. If they're trying to be justified by the law, then they're still under the curse of the law. Well, thank God he goes on here and gives us some great news. Well, let's read verse 10. We'll read further down. For as many as are under the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. In other words, if you don't continue to keep the whole thing, then, and certainly, no one could keep the law to the letter. Only one man did, and that was Jesus. 
But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Well, you can't be justified by the law. See, justification is by faith. It is the way that we enter in. By faith, we enter into the grace of God. Now, see, under the old covenant, it was a straight, hard rule of the law. It did not bend. (laughs) You know, that's the reason the Ten Commandments were broken. They wouldn't bend. And I mean, they were broken quickly. Now, let's follow it a little further down. For the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. In other words, if he does the law and his faith is in the law, see, instead of in Christ and in the grace of God, then he that doeth them shall live in them, live under the results and the conclusion of the law, which was that if you live under the law and break the law, the curses are coming. Now, verse 13 is the good news. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Now, you see, the Bible tells us, I believe it's John that tells us this, that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So, you see, the grace that came, came through Christ. It's grace. Grace is God's willingness to use His power and His ability on your behalf, even though you don't deserve it. Now, see, most of us have heard that the only thing we've heard about grace, and I know for years all I thought grace was is just unmerited favor. See, that's the only definition I'd ever heard about it, just unmerited favor. Well, the Spirit of God began to talk to me about it one day, and he said, now, if God had been willing that you could be saved, if you could figure out a way to do it, would it have helped you any? (laughs) Well, I got to think about it. No, it wouldn't help me any. Then he said, grace is much more than just God's unmerited favor, because if God had been in favor of it and said, but one thing about it, I'm not going to get personally involved with it, But if the world can figure out how to save themselves, well, I'm all for it. See, that'd be unmerited favor. He's in favor of it. We didn't deserve it, but he'd still be in favor of it. But you see, we couldn't save ourselves, couldn't we? So then the Spirit of God began to show me that grace was God's willingness to get personally involved, to deliver mankind, and to redeem mankind, and use his power and ability on our behalf, even though we don't deserve it. So that really opens up the word grace to you then when you read all the other scriptures on grace because the grace of God, which has appeared to all men, see, God's willingness has appeared. Paul said, be strong in grace. Most people will say, well, I know that God's able to meet my needs. Well, now, you know the devil even knows that. The devil knows God's able, but he's not going to get delivered. So it's not a matter of just knowing that God is able. You see, it's a matter of us deciding and believing that He is willing, and He will do it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week we have a CD offer. It's CD offer number 7217. That's 7217. It's entitled, The Others of Hebrews 11. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Now, when we talk about the others of Hebrews 11, we're talking about the Hall of Faith. 
By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both his sons and worshipped. By faith, Joseph. By faith, Moses. This is what we call the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not. And what would we say more? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lion, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed violent in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Now somebody said, well, what about the others of Hebrews 11? We should not expect to experience the thing they experienced under the old covenant for several reasons. First of all, we have a better covenant. We have the power of God's Word that they did not have under the Old Covenant and the Holy Spirit, our Comforter, our Consoler. We have the name of Jesus and the authority to use His name. That's offer number 7217. It'll help you understand why that people suffered under the Old Covenant, what we should not have to suffer under the New Covenant. Because we have a better covenant, we have a paraclete, we have an intercessor, his name is Jesus. Offer number 7217, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Toll free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.